go. This uh, here we go. This is it. Episode two twenty eight. No laugh track podcast. This is Justin Severson. I am the host. We're here at Acme Comedy Company, and uh, we just heard some music there from Circle of Heat. We uh, play their music at the beginning of each uh, show. Thank you, guys. With me this week, he just reminded me that we recorded once, and it was a lost episode. And then, but the last time uh, we recorded was should have been lost. Should have been lost. No, actually, Dwight Slade, who's with me today. Uh, no, I listened back to it this morning. It was from uh, just over two years ago, and it was like really good. I really, yeah, I listened wow. to it this morning, and when it was over, I was like, I now I'm home alone, and now it's silence, and I could have listened to that for another hour. Well, gosh, that's great. And that has nothing to do with me. So good job, Dwight. <laughs> and little to do with me, if I know correctly. But, uh, well, that's good. Yeah. And I'm happy to be Mr. 228. Yeah. An honor for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, it's an honor for me as well, sir. It. Uh, I was joking that um, with you before we started recording that uh, if you wanted to go record outside, it's a little... It's a little cool today in oh, Minnesota. It's, it's it's ridiculous, and I forget. I forget how how cold it can be here. It, it reminds you, you get off the plane and you go outside and it's like a mafioso steel gun in the back of your neck. <laughs> Do you bring that scarf and those gloves like I told you? Oh, oh no, I don't, I don't really wear a scarf. Well, you're gonna, then I'm going to take an ear. I'm going to take an ear. <laughs> you're going to freeze your ear off. Yes. Yeah, put the gay scarf on. Put it on. <laughs> put the gay scarf on. Is so, there a manly scarf? <laughs> good question. I, I'm. I, I don't think. I don't think men would ever choose to wear a scarf. It's always a woman who goes, "Come on, you're gonna freeze." And they put it around you. But uh, yeah, I can say that I've only received scarves as gifts. Have you ever purchased? I've uh, only gifts I, from females. No, I hadn't thought about that, but no, I don't think I ever have purchased one. But it, you got to admit, it's pretty efficient. Uh-huh. There's no size. That's true. One it's size just a fits. strip of cloth, and uh-huh. you put it on, and it classes you up instantaneously. Yeah, it's like men should have invented that. Uh huh. You know? <laughs> men should. Yeah. They did. It's, but that's a necktie. <laughs> Something a little different. It's close, right. not the same. Um, yeah, like I, I pulled up here, and you, uh, you know, the parking situation. You know, like during the day here, I find a meter outside, and the thirty seconds that I had to wait to pay. Actually, there was someone that pulled up right before me and got to the pay station, and mm-hmm. then she took out a credit card, and I... I just like wanted to, you know, like for for ten seconds, I wanted to kill this woman. Oh. Not, you know, she didn't do it. It's nothing personal against me or really my feelings towards her. Hey, it was just bad timing. But she's in there with a credit card. I'm like, this is going to take ten more seconds, and right. I may freeze to death waiting to pay for this parking. Spot. Life becomes very segmented at minus eight. Yeah, you just you you have to really carefully. Monitor your things, and this that your situation is what I call the gap effect. Mm-hmm. And the gap effect is when you go to the gap in the mall and you're going to buy something, you you go and you're about to go up to have it, and there's nobody in line, and then you think, well, maybe I should get the socks. And you turn around and get the socks, and then forty people line up in front of you. <laughs> it's like I had a free shot to get my stuff rung up. Now it's a five minute wait, yeah, and everyone has to be offered a free credit card. <laughs> So. Well, you, the new thing to do, of course, now when you have uh, any trouble at a uh, at a department store, is that you go on Snapchat, you know, and make a video that goes viral. Mm. Did you see that? Some what my wife was showing me. Some woman, uh, uh, some other women were shopping there, had trouble with their Kohl's cash. So then this woman makes a Snapchat video of mocking Brilliant. all the people involved. Kohl's gets involved and sends her a gift. Ah, brilliant! Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're so overdue for that. <laughs> yeah, how many times you wish you'd just been able to record that and play it for the CEO and go, just look what you've done to my life. <laughs> that, that, that's very yeah. So that's very well, good. Cool. I'm glad you made it in, and and you're not cold. It, it's hard for me because I'm not used to the gear of minus eight. Right. You know, you've got it's like get, getting yeah. You have to be dressed up. It's like a like you become an astronaut for NASA. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. You don't want to go outside and we have a problem. I didn't bring the gloves. I mean, there's there's the hoodie. I'm wearing a hoodie, two sh- two shirts, and a and a coat. Oh yeah, and it just it immobilizes you into this walking. Uh huh. Fuses your spine so that everything becomes. <laughs> you know, you're looking at oh, what's over there, and, the, and people were asking me if you had back problems. I said no. He's just dressed for warmth. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then it ruins your peripheral vision because you have a hood and your peripheral vision goes down to a tiny because in each side of you. So, oh, don't I know that? Uh, you need to be careful now when you're driving. You've got to push that stuff right? back. Don't, right? don't block. 
and walking, walking across the thing. Oh, there's a dump truck. <laughs> I'm dead because of my hat. There's a snowplow. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to live with it. it but it is, it's a tough time of year for me because I don't like the French horn. And most holiday <laughs> music involves the French horn. And I just, I, every song has to be... <laughs> It's depressing. It's <laughs> it's it makes you want to enjoy your suicide. Right. <laughs> I like uh, the other uh, Christmas carols that are uh, that are unusual, like the one I saw mommy kissing Santa yeah. Claus. Now I'm in therapy for life. <laughs> Just creepy, or the one where the guy's trapped outside. And he can't get back in. Come on, baby, let me back in. No, you're oh, yeah. not coming baby, in. Baby, it's cold outside. It's cold. Come on, baby. <laughs> He's pleading for his life. I lost a digit. Can you please let me in? No, you're not going to get in. I, brought, I threw away the roofie. Just let me in, please. I got Bill Cosby here. Please. Let me in. Honey. No, he can't come in. Oh, baby. I just read this morning. Do you, uh, do you know the most, most recorded, I believe, uh, Christmas song of all time? There's nothing funny behind it. It's just a dumb fact. I would I would say it's um, either Silent Night? No. Nope. Uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas? White Christmas. White Christmas? White Christmas. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. White I, I like the one Christmas. that's, uh, there's no place like home for the holidays because it involves a traffic report. <laughs> From Atlantic to Pacific. That traffic looks terrific. Oh, great, great. Let's go out shopping. I didn't have any idea. Have you... Uh, no uh, lane closures in dimension in, in that song? In, in, it's an entire continent. Atlantic to Pacific. Yeah, the true. traffic is terrific. Well, they are complete. Wow. Have you tried saying um, happy holidays to a Fox News viewer? That's, no. That's an antagonistic experience. No. Uh, yeah. it's, fu- it's funny you say that because we actually got... I think my wife, who's not like uh, she's not watching what she says of uh, you know Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, any like it doesn't matter to her. But she said Happy Holidays to someone yeah. at a store the other day, and he was so fast to go. You mean Merry Christmas? It was well, yeah, yeah, I did. I, but I stand corrected. Whoa, I, we just wanted to buy a watch for uh, her uncle. I know we're gonna get a lesson here. Yeah, I, I tried that. Happy Holidays, Merry. Christmas! Okay, well, joy to the world. That's that's a nice response. Yeah, yeah. We're not turning it into a statement. And I like that you mean. No, I've said what I meant. Uh huh. <laughs> Will you still accept my coupon? Are we? Are we still on the same team here? Why is why are we voting? <laughs> How were the? Uh, I I want to ask you a couple of questions here, Dwight. Shoot! It's Thursday, so you've done two nights so right. far this week. Yeah. How have they been going? Uh, okay, I've uh, I uh, put together a 30-minute uh, set that I'm sending to Comedy Central to try to get a half hour because I've never gotten a half hour on Comedy Central. Oh, I've I've auditioned the last 16 years and been rejected every single year, so I, I don't have much hope this will be different. But I always try it. It's a good exercise. Sure, to put together your kind of best thir- 30 minutes. So I've been kind of focused on that and taping, and so that's that's been in the way, and I haven't felt as loose. On stages I like to, and so uh, I'm not. So I got the tape, and it's done, and so um, I don't have to worry about it. Okay, I saw that you. Rec- what was it? You did a show with Sinbad, where they were filming all the stuff. What was that? Yeah, it's uh, it's called the Pure Flicks uh, Comedy Series, and they took uh, Louis Ar- uh, Louis um, Anderson and Jeff Allen and Sinbad to host 36 comics to do, uh, and it has to be church quote church clean. Because Pure Flix, I guess, is going to be a Church Christian, clean. a Christian version of Netflix, so that people can go and stream, uh, and not worry about what they're streaming. So, uh, really, yeah, wow. So that which is which is an odd thing for for that I've entered with stand up is that I'm finding that working clean is the most profitable way to move up the mainstream ladder. Okay, and. Um, it's challenging, you know, because I, you go through stages of stand-ups where you're, you, you know, you start one way and then you switch gears and you want to try to be another comic and you try to add voices to the, what you're saying. 
and I did not expect to kind of be where I'd want to be clean all okay. the time. But it's challenging, and it's uh, once it works, you feel really the, the good about it, and the rewards are are good. So they came to you with yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah they asked uh, if I had seven clean minutes, and I sent them a tape, and they said, "Great, come down and do it." Oh, okay. So you only do seven minutes yeah. on that thing. It's oh. just a TV spot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Sinbad, who I'd never worked with or met with Sinbad, and he was a great, just amazing guy. He just loves goofing off. Just a big nine-year-old. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've never seen him, uh, I mean, only on TV, I guess. Will not stop. And has, I figured out the reason he's successful, he has a cadence that he never breaks. And it's da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da. No matter what he's talking about. He always does it like that, and then there's a little punchline. And uh, did I really you catch had, yourself doing it? I was trying. I was like, it's so successful. He just he has people constantly laughing. Yeah. And uh, and I think it has to do with that economy of he just has this. He fits in a formula of this has to be this syllables followed by this syllables. Interesting. Anyway, maybe I'm looking too further into this. I, yeah, I don't know. I always thought it was just those uh, snazzy suits he wore in a different mm-hmm. world. Yeah. If you remember that. He was a sharp dresser. He was. He knows what is going on. Mm-hmm. He knows how, a way to make people remember him. Uh-huh. So when is this church Netflix thing? <laughs> I'm fascinated by that. So confused. What, what, when, when can I not subscribe to that? <laughs> what, when is it available? Is uh, it a thing already? Yeah, it's just finished, and so um, I'm not really sure when it's going to be. I think I'll get a heads up because... They're not going to let you have a tape of your set until it airs. So, oh, right. So it'll air, and then I'll get a tape of my set. Right. So, so and then I also, uh, like I said, we recorded one time. That would have been probably three years ago. No one heard that. It didn't work out. The audio was uh, vanished in thin air. Then we did one, and the last year you weren't here. That's right. You, yeah. What what happened? I, and I'm I'm both proud and ashamed to say I was just I was just busy just. Just tons of travel, and I was just not able to. To I just I suddenly realized, oh my gosh, I'm I'm not I'm not. I'm booked through my Acme month. What happened? (laughs) I know. And to be perfectly honest, I've 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 bitten off this uh, doing shows on cruise ships because it of it's a lucrative market, and um, it's provided me something I've never had, which is stability and security. Right on. And um, it you know because doing stand up, I raised two kids while I was doing stand-up, and it was just panic all the time. Every morning, getting up, how am I going to feed these two creatures? Yeah. They never stop. Yeah. And uh, so this was the first time that I've had, like, well, there's going to be a paycheck, and it's like having a cubicle job. I'll take that. Uh-huh. So, no. how, old are you, how old are those kids now? In the 20s. They're millennials. 20s? Yeah. yeah. I have millennial kids, yeah. which is, is, is hard because uh, that's a different breed the, the millennials are the first generation in the history of humanity that has been told from day one that they are unique creatures on the planet. They, yeah. they, there's no one like you. I remember being compared. They're they're like little snowflakes. Every snowflake is different, unique. And I don't know when you know how you were raised, but I was raised in the '70s, and there was not a hint that we were unique creatures. It was always like, you need to be more like your brother Brian. <laughs> you need to do this. You're not. In, you, who do you think you are? You, know, you couldn't even think of who you were without someone saying, "You, who are you? I'm nobody. That's right. And millennials are, are just have been raised to believe that there are these special people, and, and which is technically true. The, the snowflake analogy is technically true. But I've never seen... A snowflake that really doesn't look like the other snowflakes. They're all pretty much the same. That's true. I've never looked that closely. I don't I don't really want to. Yeah. So my my message to millennials is, yeah, you're unique, but not that unique. Yeah. So stop and- taking bows for your piercings <laughs> and your tattoos and your meetup group and your knitting projects or whatever a self indulgent commu- you know, commercial preferences that you have chosen that make you think you're an individual. Uh-huh. You're not <laughs> But as a parent, aren't you part of the problem? Didn't I mean? <laughs> yeah. maybe not don't to point you, fingers yeah. there. Yeah, Dwight, don't, don't don't you think that I haven't lived with that guilt constantly? <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, I think my kids were we uh, they were raised right as the home computer was starting to be introduced into the home. So 
Yeah, I never had one. Yeah, there was no laptops. There was no. There no. was one central unit in the living room that everyone borrowed. Yeah, no, we didn't. And have I that. used late at night. Right. My own private thing. <laughs> Make sure the speakers are unplugged. But um, uh, and I think that benefited them. You know, they, yeah, they uh, they just are a, a different generation that way. So. Yeah, they're 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 not the enemy, but we're not the same. <laughs> Well, let's not, you know, I, I prefer to think of everyone as an enemy. This yeah, saves time in the long run. How oh, is this guy going to screw me? Oh, he's going to use his credit card in the parking lot. I knew it. Well, Merry fucking ho- I mean, what should I say Happy to you? Happy holidays. <laughs> Christmas is the best holiday to go with the F word, though. Yeah? Someone cuts you off in traffic. All right. Well, Merry effing Christmas. Mm-hmm. To you too, sir. That's right. I w- we were at a uh, the doing some Christmas shopping at the local mall the other day, where the guy gave us our little uh, Merry Christmas uh, speech. Speech. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they had the classic mall Santa. Mm-hmm. There was a thing I don't know if you heard, like uh, sort of controversial because there was a black guy I did hired to be Santa at the Mall sure. of America. That's not where we were. Uh, I don't have a problem with Black Santa. I have a problem with the Santa that we saw at the mall we were at. Skinny and not mm. a Santa beard. Like really? more like a just kind of long in the chin and then shaved closely on the cheeks. Oh, man. You got to look, you get what you pay for these days. Come on. Yeah, if you want Skinny p- Santa? Yeah. $500 check, that's the Santa you're going to get. Come on. You know, get get the real Santa. You got to fork out 2500 for the week, but <laughs> You won't be embarrassed. I guess. I do always wonder what those guys do the rest of the year, you know? Like, they have to carry that look around. I bet he plays a Santa. Yeah. I got, uh, this happened 10 years ago, but I got a call from uh, a guy a guy who booked me, and he said, hey, I got an offer here for, uh, the company wants you to come in at their lunch, dress as Santa, and kind of give people a hard time, and, uh... And maybe do some of your comedy, but you got to be dressed as the Santa. And I was like, I, I, it sounds like really humiliating, so I'm going to pass. Yeah. Calls I'm not a clown. I'm right. a comedian. Right. And they call me back. They're willing to pay 500 And I said, uh, you know, I just think it might do me more harm than good. Calls me back, 900 And I was like, where's the Santa? <laughs> three what days later, I'm in this break room, and I walk in. <laughs> Half the women are like, is he going to be a stripper? Because he looks disgusting. <laughs> and I think uh, I tried to make balloon animals. I, it was, really? Yeah, I was like, I tried to be the drunk Santa, and it was just just humiliating, just awful. <laughs> bad Santa. I love yeah, it. <laughs> it was bad Santa back in, in the 90s. <laughs> Before the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. One in many disastrous gigs that I've done for the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm reading uh, Norm McDonald's book right now. Oh wow, how is that? Yeah, uh, well, good so far. And uh, he talks about doing a show. He was hired when he was young to do a show at a hospital, and then found out it was a mental hospital once he got there. <laughs> so you want to talk about bad gigs? Yeah, I don't. I think that one didn't turn out very well. My 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 friend did a gig where he told jokes at the end of a breakfast buffet line company had a meeting slash breakfast at like 7.30 in the morning, and they wanted a comic to kind of lighten things up. But you stood right there as people were putting the eggs and their toast, and they kind of would look up and then go find a seat. <laughs> uh, na- na- are the napkins here? <laughs> did I did I walk past the forks? Great joke. <laughs> He's talking about hamsters. What's going on here? Right. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, avoid any joke that uh, that doesn't mix with Christmas brec- or work breakfast. There. Yeah, if people are interested in knowing what what comics talk about. I would say, ten to fifteen percent of it is about the horrible gigs, and then there's another one about hearing about gigs that were remarkable, things that comics did that are just classic. Like my my friend uh, Andy Andrus did a uh, a gig in Oregon in Medford, Oregon. And maybe this has already been quoted. It's a famous story, but he, um, it was a rock club, and all the, M, the uh, bouncers had little 
neck things and microphones. Oh, yeah, looking like operators. Right. Yeah. And so the comedy was before the club opened as a rock club, and and so they they come up to me very professionally, like if you have any trouble with anyone and you want to remove, just order the table or the individual a gin and tonic. We'll take care of it. Oh. So <laughs> Andy goes up first. How's everyone doing tonight? Silence. He goes, gin and tonic for everybody. <laughs> Just could be the, like one of the funniest lines that, that nobody enjoyed, but the retelling is just, just such a wonderful experience. I haven't heard that, by the way. Yeah. If I have, I don't remember. <laughs> That's really good. So you mentioned uh, the uh, cruise ships. Is that what you, like for the last year or so? How, how much... How much, much club versus how much you've been working? About, about you know, probably 50 50. I've been doing land gigs versus these. Oh, okay. These cruise ships. And, and they're, they're, people are in a good mood on the cruise ship. And there's, they are, there are runs that go, uh, that are, have people that are actual comedy fans that really like, you know, going to the, the comedy club instead of the schlocky Las Vegas show. Yeah. And uh, so, that, but there's other runs of people like we've, no, we've never tried this. We've seen it on TV with the with the comedy, but uh, how does this all work? And you know, they're not going to get the subtle. Uh-uh. So it's been it's been a, a blessing and a curse. But, oh, but um, you know, people that are retiring now and thinking about going on a cruise ship, they they were brought up with stand up, mm-hmm. you know, and and the experience of going to a stand up club and seeing real comics and i think that's what the cruise industry is trying to give people is a kind of a you know you're relaxed you're having a great time and here's a comedy club you can go and laugh it up yeah you know people uh when they talk about people specifically the people i'm talking to on this show when we talk about acme the things they mention you know the low ceiling and you know all the like the acoustics everything you know all the special things that make acne acne mm-hmm. acme so great uh, I there and we talked a br- little bit about the cruise ships of the last show we we you and I did together. Um, and I've I have been on a cruise one time. Didn't see the comedy show, but are you doing shows in a setting that is? I mean the the ship around and being on water, notwithstanding, mm-hmm. just the room itself. Oh, mm-hmm. Are those are there good ones? There there are there are there's there's a I would say seventy five percent of them are really good experiences for people and they they walk in and they've and they've they've redone the lounge it's just a typical lounge that plays karaoke during the day and okay. then they redo it so that it looks like a real stand up club okay and it it it's, it gives people kind of an experience of that and and uh, I like that they're bringing on. You know, good comics that are interesting and have a good career and have funny material. So uh, it's a uh, it's not a bad experience. We one of the things we talked about uh, last time we were here is that you you and I were both engaged at the time to each other. That's what a lot of people don't know. They need an update. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we did we, things didn't work out between the two of us. Like I said, I haven't <laughs> seen you in two years. Namely, because I had been engaged to another woman. Ah, what now? <laughs> I know I had to drop that bombshell. Oh, jeez! Tell me off the mic next. Time. I had forgotten that, but now I remember. Yeah, I I went ahead and got married. You did the same, Good I'm guessing. You. I did. Yeah, and just over two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I I did as well. Not that long ago, a year Congrats. ago. Congrats! How's that going? Ago. Very good. Great. Very good. Um, she and I last January did our honeymoon. Went to Jamaica. This January, next month, we are not going to Jamaica, but we're going to go to Las Vegas for a weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I looked, and uh, one of my favorite comics that has been on the show many times, Kermit Apio, ah. is going to be performing in Vegas that weekend. Is that right? Yeah. At the, have you worked Brad Garrett's place in Vegas? I have, have not. I've heard great things about it, but I have not worked there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kermit's going to be working there. That oh, week. that's terrific. Yeah, it's like perfect timing. Yeah. So what did you, uh, did you do a honeymoon after you, the wedding? Uh, what did we do? I had some lawn work to do, so I think I got that taken <laughs> care of. And uh, and we, we sort of delayed our honeymoon, and then it's kind of cheesy, but we, we went on a cruise where I worked. Okay. But, you know. It was. It wasn't too bad. Well, that's what I. That's kind of why I was going to tie it in here. Is does she ever come with on these cruises? Mm-hmm. When you're She's working? able to. It seems like once a quarter we were able to to work it out. So. Okay. It's not a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I, I hope. Yeah. I, marriage is weird because, especially the second time around, because mm-hmm. you, you're you, uh, 
but doing anything when you're in love is a big mistake because love is such an all-consuming, you know, biological experience where you're just marinating in these endorphins that your body's producing to fool you <laughs> into mating. Yeah. That has been designed for billions of years of evolution have been, and they're going to get it right. Yeah. You're, you've got no chance against these chemicals, so you you ignore every red flag that there is, and people are, <laughs> you know. When you guys, have you guys said a date? Yes, after she uh, kicks this heroin, we're going to go forward. <laughs> it's going to be great. Just a little setback. <laughs> Meant but, to be. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, so, but yeah, everything's uh, great. Marriage was great. I encourage, uh, I like I said, I listened back to that episode, and uh, to this day, I, my wife now has still not heard you describe your proposal uh, which you described in detail in our last episode. Oh, did I? Yeah, because it puts everyone else's proposal yeah. to shame. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I I have pulled that out a number of times, and 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 it, women, women, they start weeping or they start getting chills. And, yeah, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, you put us all to shame. Mm-hmm. So go, yeah, backtrack if you want to hear it. Backtrack because I'm not going through it now. I don't want I am to. I'm tired. I've been on a tour. <laughs> Greatest wedding. Proposals ever. <laughs> That's a whole separate podcast. I still live in Portland. I do. Yeah, live in Portland, and, um, and which is an odd experience because, uh, well, I was in Texas. This woman comes up and she goes, "Where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Portland." She goes, "My friend Barry lives in Seattle." <laughs> oh, well. That's a different place. <laughs> are you new to conversations? Because <laughs> this one's broken. Yes. Uh, but Portland's, you know, because one reason because of Portlandia, the show, and and also it's become uh, a haven for a lot of young people. It's just it's a very trendy city, and it gets a bit annoying. But oh, sorry about sorry about that. There's Portland calling right now. <laughs> and um, but but it's it's still a great place. It's very similar to Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, very similar. It has bridges and eclectic places to eat. And anyway. I uh, I did a little search to see if there's any newsworthy stuff out of Portland, and I, the only thing that came up the new the biggest story the last couple of days in Portland, your hometown, uh, is that there was a huge snowstorm. Yeah, front page. Yeah, yeah. there were like in, it, uh, one of the websites had a running. It's two days old now, but it had a running list of the restaurants that were staying open versus <laughs> the ones that were closing down for the evening. <laughs> Yeah, this was it that much snow, or can they just no, not it, handle a it? A single Portland? flake, and okay. people lose their capability to raise their arms above their chest level. I, that's to what hold. I. That's what I thought. It's it's you know a disaster. Yeah, they, no one can handle it. So it was there's a mess, and just the fact that it's on the front page. It's like yeah, it's winter, people. What were you expecting? Have you heard about global warming? This is going to happen a lot more frequently. Yeah, mm-hmm. horrible, horrible winters, terrible summers. Get used to it. Yeah. I also was reading that, um, and I think I told you last time. I don't know if you've have you watched more episodes of Portlandia since. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw that the women, the store that they used for women and women mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. has now shut them out. That's right, because they were insensitive to gender relations. It's it, like it's this whole chicken and egg right. eating each other type of thing, and uh, yeah. it's like. <laughs> I wish that uh, I, I I only hope that there's an upcoming episode of Portlandia where they like break character and go look <laughs> isn't this ridiculous like what's happening here you know they go to the doors and they don't let us they don't let them in or something I mean it's insane yeah it, it's absolutely insane yeah I've got an audition for Portlandia and they they make you sign a non disclosure but some of the sketches that were hysterical that I don't even think made the show oh really they, they, they taped them but maybe they'll make a future show. Um, so yeah, the, yeah. I was going to give you an example of what the sketch was, and I go, "I'm breaking the non-disclosure yeah. rule." Oh, but you on a podcast? No, that's fine. But you've re- so you've recorded some. I've never no. I've auditioned. You've auditioned four or five times, and oh. and I and I look I look too normal. I look like a weatherman. They're not going to hire me. They need eclectic, <laughs> interesting looking people. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. I'm agreeing with you, and that shouldn't be offensive, right? Yeah. No. Please yeah. Do. I. I th- yeah. I think you're right. Um, and they were blaming the one of the articles I was reading is they were blaming um, gentrification of 
Portland on the TV show as well. That yeah. like the neighborhood where that store, the actual store is in, was you know, at one point was a predominantly black neighborhood. Yes. And now black and now they're saying black families can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah, I think one of the greatest things I saw was a business was tagged with uh paint spray and it was go home you gentrification fuck. And I think that if you can use a five-syllable word in a tagging, you get to go free. That should be legal. Because it was, yeah. That's Gentrification, if you, that's awesome when it makes it to that level. There's your naked bike ride. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, how many train cars went by that could fit gentrification? Yeah, it's just, it's, sometimes it's just too much like there's always those bumper stickers keep portland weird yeah i've seen that well you know in order to have weirdness you have to have conformity to measure it against that ah yeah so if no one is conventional then you're screwed yeah your little party is over so now i have to go two cities over to get dockers and just be normal (laughs) so you can be weird i'm doing my part to create conventionality So you can be weird. (laughs) That's a great point. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought up Dockers. (laughs) Yes, I just said that as a statement, and I'm and I, I the day I went shopping. um, This isn't going to be if my dad happens to listen to this episode. I don't even know if he listens anymore, but he gave me a Christmas list, and one of the things on there was Dockers. We go to a store, and I don't know if you know this, but there are he. He wrote down what style he wanted, and then you go on that the Dockers department, and there are six different styles of Dockers. This is not the Dockers I remember. Right, right. Uh, I'm looking around for this. The kind he wanted is, is slim, he wrote. And I'm looking around, buh, 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 and then slim I see one that says slim tapered. Oh. And I'm like, well, that's close, but it's not the same. And if you look at the sign there, it says slim, and then another uh, style is slim tapered. So I went and found a woman that worked there, and I asked her, and I said... I told her what I was looking for. Please dress my father. Well, close. I she goes, she goes. Well, yeah, they don't they don't send us the slim anymore. You need to buy the slim tapered. And I said, well, I don't think anybody told my dad about this. Do you know? I go. Did anyone tell my dad about this? And she goes, looks. And I'm obviously I'm joking. She looks at me completely serious and goes, I don't know your father. <laughs> and it seems like you don't know your sense of humor either. <laughs> I don't know your father. I went. I, I you should have started crying. And go. You know what? Neither do I. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to give him a gift. This Christmas list from 20 years ago when he walked out. You've ruined it. <laughs> do you know who sells Dockers now? Is I believe Banana Republic. They do. Bought, yeah, bought Dockers. So it's like that's a. It's a hard decision, just right when you think, like, oh, I'll dress myself up with it. Oh my God, Dockers. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not. Well, they're not. Ju- they're not just pants. Wasn't that their <laughs> motto? I don't even. Do these come tapered? Do they come with a a trip to Sunnyvale for a sales conference? Also, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. No one told my father, sir. I don't know your father. Fair enough. You know what? You're not the only one. Yeah. You know what? I'll go with. You know what? I'll go with the tapered. I'm just gonna go with the tapered. I think that'll be fine. Yeah, just my emotional level is tapered right now, <laughs> thinking about him. Thanks, man. What uh, are you, you'll be home? I'm I'm you'll be home with, for Christmas with uh, the uh, holiday shopping. I'm so far behind in holiday shopping. I have not even made the friends to buy the presents for. <laughs> Come on, people. There it is. Will you be home? Uh, yeah, I'm having uh, because we have multiple families in different step areas. That uh, so we'll have the holidays on the 23rd, and then. Go to my wife's family, who's uh, just just great, okay. you know, so much better than my family and uh, that I grew up with. But uh-huh. uh, so <laughs> it's good all around. It'll be good. It'll be good. Do you have family in Texas still? I do not have any family. In- no, no. Well, my 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 brother in law lives in Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've gotten to visit him a few times, and Houston's unrecognizable from the town that I lived when I lived there. Really? In middle school and started comedy. Yeah. Um, it's weird when you, you know, like, like you and I are both on second marriages and then with kids involved, it, it gets kind of crazy with how many celebrations mm-hmm. there ends up being and yeah. how to schedule all that. It yeah. Gets, it and it's pretty nuts. It, it requires a lot of travel and that's, I'm just not, I'm getting worse and worse with travel and travel anxiety and it's just, 
driving me nuts. The, 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 you know, that everyone has to talk about their TSA experience on the plane. And so I went through there. They made me to go twice. And then I took my belt off. And I can't, okay. There has to be something else that you can talk about. <laughs> or I always, I always get the chatty neighbor who, as soon as I sit down, he's right in my grill. Uh, how you doing? I've been up since three, having Red Bull. I'm all jacked up. Going to talk three straight hours about things you don't care about. Here we go. Here, listen to what I have to say about my boat. Can everybody hear me in the, in the whole goddamn plane? I don't know how to monitor the volume of my voice. <laughs> talk like a French horn. <laughs> you know how you like that, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> When people find out uh, that you know that does bring up a question. When people, you know, uh, strangers, when you meet a stranger, do you hide the fact of what you do? Do you hide what you do for a living? Oh, absolutely. What kind of things do you say? Uh, I used to say sales, but that leads into a horrible. You got caught on that one, yeah? Like, because then like, r- what running do you sell? out of answers. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 what do you, what What do you sell? And then it's like ah, uh, and I said sporting goods once, and they're like. They can always, they're going to tense that this is not going to go well. Like, oh, what kind of sporting goods? Oh, playground equipment. And just, it's just, now I'm in a conversation I doubly don't want to be in. <laughs> I generally, if I, I just give up and I say entertainer. And uh, they that quiets them because there's a whole hornet's nest of what fits under entertainment. Yeah. What kind of entertainer? Well, let me tell you, I'm a dancer for women with horrible self-esteem. Throw internet internet entertainer. Oh, no one will ask. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Good one. Yeah, that should come in the comedian's promo pack. The intro to being a comic pack. <laughs> Here's what you need to identify yourself as. I imagine that you know if people do find out, then it's uh, either. I, well, I know this because I've I've heard other people have told me like, uh, well, really, well, to make me laugh. Like when they find mm-hmm. out what you do, or I have a joke for you, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's I have a joke for you, and then when it's over, you can use that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this Jewish guy walks into. Oh, thank you so much for this joke. <laughs> the actually the biggest nightmare of ha- that kind of scenario happened here in, in Minneapolis. I was working in another club that was up at the 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 mall, and the accommodations are, uh, gave you a shuttle ride. To the mall and back to the hotel. Uh-huh. So I call the guy after the shows are over, and I say I'm ready to go. And he comes out and he gets me, and he goes, "By the way, some people are at the airport, that are at the hotel. Do you mind if I stop and pick them up?" And I said, "No problem." So I'm sitting in the front seat. This group of three people get in, and uh, they're talking about their vacation and uh, oh, it'll be nice to have a day off tomorrow and stay at the hotel. And so they go to the driver. They say, "Hey, what's there to do in town?" And the driver points to me and goes, he's a stand-up comic. You can go to his show. And I just feel these six eyes come on the back of my neck. And I'm like hunched over. And I turn around kind of a quarter away and wave to them. And there's like silence in the shuttle for the rest of the trip. And it's like, ah, you asshole. It's just so (laughs) uncomfortable. Then we get out and they're all looking at me like, he doesn't look funny. I'll tell you this. If he's a comedian, then I'm a... Monkey's uncle. <laughs> sure wasn't very funny not saying anything. Right here at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, awkward. Excruciating. Excruciating. You almost want to like, uh, turn it on them. Oh, what do you do? Oh, tell me everything about that until you get bored talking about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that would work if you like to talk to people, but I'm, I'm, not, that's, I'm not into that yet. <laughs> I, I've got to do better because my my wife is very social and she's very positive, and uh, I like that. It's part of my self. I've never exercised. I feel the same way, actually. Really? Yeah. My I, wife is like that too. She's the center of attention when we go places. Everybody falls in love sure. with how ni- uh, caring oh. and nice she is and interested in their stories and yeah. yeah. And then they look at you and what the deal? How could she? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Like she said to me the other day, she goes, um, you know, Joanne's husband, Anthony, is a real cool guy. I think you'd like him. Mm. He has a boat, and he invited us out. And in my head, I'm going, this guy sounds like a douche, man. I am not going on a boat ride with this idiot. I don't want to be. And so <laughs> I just said, I'm not really doing friends right now. <laughs> I'm going to pass. But I, I got to remind myself. to. But a boat is a bad is a, not a good decision because you're trapped. There's no way 
you know, out of that situation. Yeah. That's, that's like two hours of whatever they want to dish out. Uh-huh. People are polite when you take them to drinks or, or dinner. And you can, You're right. And then right at the, maybe at the end of the dinner, you get this glimpse into who they think they are. Here's the problem with Mexicans. And that's like, okay, well, now we can split. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But if you're on a boat ride, it's like they, you're trapped. Right. Here's my theory about why Trump won. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is there a life uh, raft here I can take? Please. Just, please. just push me towards the shore. Do you want to get on the skis? Yes, all the time. <laughs> right. I'll spend all time on the skis. I have no experience, but yes, immediately. <laughs> just drag me around. It'll be easier. Have you been getting off and done any excursions on your uh, cruise cruises? Yeah, I get recently. Off. Um, anything cool? Um, you know, um, just uh, uh, I think I got off. Uh, not not real cool ones like Cozumel. They go there a lot, and so it's interesting when you go to a place often enough that you start to feel comfortable. And you know, like say, like the Virgin Islands, I kind of know where to go. Okay, and uh, which is which is nice. You know where the beach is. You know how to get there. You know who where to get good cabs and and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't turn out too bad. And you do a. I mean, and be tied into that is you do a real good job of staying where it's warm. Yep, I'm not. I'm not going to complain. There are benefits. I oh. put up. We we all put up with a lot of crap working on the road and flying and all that stress. But there are benefits. So I'll the one it. last thing I want to say about the cruises is: Do you? I don't think I've asked you this before. How do you deal? Like some people get the motion sickness. Mm-hmm. Do you have any problem with that? Or what I do you got do about that it? initially, but it goes away pretty quickly. Like it goes away each trip, or just nope. Just, first couple just, times it's bad, and then you start going on cruises, and it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, right? it just seems like after like my fifth or sixth cruise, just never happens. And there's been some severe. I've been like I've been ready. Like your tolerance has gone up. Right. There's a there's a a drug in in Canada called Gravel, and you give it to kids, babies, to stop severe nausea, and it also is a sedative. Okay. It is awesome for seasickness you oh. can't get it in the u.s and it completely takes seasickness away so you know where to get and that like the looped. virgin islands yeah and stuff like that like i did a this is years ago i did a uh, a cruise up into alaska it was a 14-day cruise they brought me on on day two and i stayed the entire cruise it was just 12 days of old people i had two shows to do that's it and the rest was downtime it was a nightmare but we crossed oh, wow. the gulf of alaska during a storm and if you can imagine, uh, like, a, f- a 15-foot-tall window, and the horizon was going to the top of the window and to the down of the... These, these, this is how big the waves were. And oh I had God. taken the grovel, and I was the only one in the dining room. And I'm just sitting there, bring us some more wine! Where are these pussies? Come on. <laughs> I think this is bad. I was on... Yeah. Oh, come on. So. And now you've learned to bring enough to share. Right? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm down in uh, 13C. I'm so like it. <laughs> what, uh, what's 2017? Oh, you told me last time that you avoid working New Year's Eve at all costs, if you can. Are you working New Year's Eve this That's year? True. I, I am. You are? Yeah. Must be but, a good... But luckily... It's a good paycheck, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's okay, and my wife's going to go along. And we got married January 1st. Yeah. So we try to keep it open. But this is a situation where it's like, where are we going to go on a cruise? We can, I can do a show, and we'll be together for our anniversary. So. Oh, so you're going to be on a cruise? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So you are working. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm working on it. And I, yeah. It, it seems like um, it's, it's a lucrative day. But uh, mm-hmm. I would rather try to keep it, keep it open. Sure, sure. So we've talked about uh, you living in Portland, and am I mistaken? Is pot's legal now in your state? It did. We did two. It took us two tries. I voted for it twice. Uh, the first time, voted for it, and it got turned down. And then we woke up in Washington, Colorado, had passed it, and we were like, <laughs> "Where's our weed?" <laughs> Because Portland and Oregon has a really, a virtually every any state, it has the worst reputation. Partly, partly because of Portlandia, it has this kind of hyper hippie, where all these 
you know, out of work Occupy protesters that are trundling around in electric cars that run on French fry oil. And we've got, you know, wolf tattoos and hemp. And and yeah. it's just, you know, and so the fact that we didn't get our weed was like, you got to be kidding me. Right. We, we suffer so much for our reputation. Where's our weed? <laughs> so we passed it and it's been legal. And it was, and uh, so. Uh, people go, did you vote for it? I go, yeah, I voted twice for it, and it was a mistake. It is too strong. It's too strong. Really? We voted We voted for the pot that was from eight years ago. <laughs> that pot. I grew up in the 70s, so uh-huh. the pot was one step above Sprite. That was how intense it was. It yeah. was a little bit more than Sprite. You, you know, you do it with your friends, and you go to Taco Bell and laugh, and then you go home and, and pass out and have Doritos. And now this stuff, these these stoner geneticists have been down yes. in their little labs in their basement with this UV light and not going out. They're like Gollum coming up with these strands. And they're like, you go into these dispensaries and they're like, you want to try this, man? <laughs> well, what, well, what is it? It's called autism. <laughs> well, oh, wow, that sounds, or do you want Mack truck? Which one do you want? <laughs> And you do it, and it's too strong. You've got, it's two, three days it takes to get over this stuff. So it's not recreational. It's it's terminal. Terminal. That's what it is. It puts you out of commission. I mean, I'm just I'm amazed by people who can do it habitually. And um, but it's 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 an odd feeling of strength when you. Uh, I mean, within two miles of where I live in Portland, there are probably fourteen dispensaries. Is that there's right? Just, there's just pot everywhere. There's just weed. Are they popping up like literally in people's homes where, you know, like yeah. Bill Smith lived on the road from you and now he's got a dispensary in his basement or kitchen or Yeah, I don't I don't think there are more regulations than that. Okay. <laughs> Bob's weed, come on in. Uh but you are allowed as an adult like two, three big hardy bushes to grow in your own yard or in your yeah. garage or whatever i i have uh our, our family has a has a as a rental home and the tenant is a 78 year old woman and she writes me i'm trying to grow pot in your in your in your garage i go you're 78 this really is great for my appetite <laughs> it's everywhere i love it i know i know <laughs> Is it? Uh, I I read a little something. It said that um, it is, you know, obviously there's jobs involved with it, which is good. There uh, a lot of money has gone around, millions and millions of dollars, all cash, all cash you because the federal, use, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also um, arrests of people being un- under the influence have increased. That was one of the only things they mentioned. Is well, you know, we are arresting more people for being high. Yeah, uh, I think I saw the. Uh, you know, the epitome of kind of a, a if people want to know what it's like in Portland, this is a, a, exactly what it is. I was up early and I had the news on and there was a news report that a black bear cub had somehow got into um, suburban Portland, like in like in a very condensed populated area. Mm-hmm. And they had chased it up into a tree and then tranquilized it to try to get it down. Mm-hmm. So I wake up my daughter and I said, we're going to go see a black bear. And so we go up there, and of course, there's like fifty thousand, you know, just a ton of people, hundreds of people. Yeah. And the bear has a Facebook page. By the time we got there, and there's live <laughs> choppers over the top of the black bear. And I look over, and this couple had just gotten up out of their condo, and they wander out, and the guy's in his t-shirt, and he's got slippers on, and and he takes a gigantic pull on a just Jamaican Cheech and Chong large thing, and then. Does a big gulp of Adwala. Oh, yeah. <laughs> juice. And then. <laughs> and I thought the Adwala juice and the, the, this, the wake and bake is, was just ex- why you're waiting to watch a black bear is that's sort of what it's all about. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to define it, but that's. I, yes. That I, there's a clarity to that. I think you just did. <laughs> There's really not much more you could add to that. <laughs> you add anything else, and it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Everybody seems to be doing exactly what they want to be. The black bear got up into a tree. Now he's asleep. He's mellowing out too. I love that. He has a Facebook page. <laughs> um, let's see. Here's there anything else I wanted to mention before we uh, hit the road here? Um, 
Yeah, uh, just one thing. I read. I this is another thing. I this this will tell me tell us all a little bit about you, Dwight Slade. When you watch a, a nature show, we've all watched nature shows. Mm-hmm. Probably maybe while high. Okay, they kind of go good have, with that. I haven't I haven't thought of that, but I like the idea. Sure, good uh, spirit. Good yep. spirit. Who do you pull for? The the predator or the prey? Like uh, let's say it's a uh, you know in in a lion and an and an antelope or a you know. Are you, uh, hoping the, are you hoping the ha- antelope gets away at the last minute, or maybe gets a good shot in and runs, or that the lion just mauls the crap out yeah, of it? Maybe it's my meal. poor self-esteem, but I root for the predator. I I want to see a carnage. Yeah, you know this is not going to end well for whoever's. You know, I admire the ones that can get away, but uh, you know the sick and the elderly they know their place. <laughs> this is no matter where you are, it's going to end poorly. You're either going to be torn up in the savanna as a lion. <laughs> Or you're going to be thrown into a home and everyone's going to forget about you. So it's like you choose. <laughs> How do you want grand? And look at the, look at this grandpa. He's in stupid dockers for Christ's sake, and they're tapered and slim. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows. Yeah, nobody knows his father. At least of all, the girl at Banana Republic. <laughs> Perfect. Um, where can people find you? Are you on Facebook? I know. People can friend you on Facebook. Are you accepting friend requests? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not picky, and um, I'm, i got a Twitter account. I'll try to tweet you every day with something interesting and funny, and um, uh, and then I have an Instagram, and that's about it. That's about it. I do have a website that needs to be redone, <laughs> and I will I'll t- attempt to do that at some point. And then, um, and then i got a YouTube channel with lots of video. Yeah, and, um, I saw there's some real, some new stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so yeah, it's, it's not hard to get some laughs. No, heavens no. And most importantly, uh, after listening to this podcast, come to Acme and see you. If uh, there, I don't know if there are any seats left. Give it a shot if there's seats left this weekend at the club here Thursday through Saturday. As of now, I know there are a lot of uh, parties that book. Uh, mm-hmm. You know their events here on the holiday you know, Fridays and Saturdays gets pretty busy so try to squeeze in and come see Dwight and one final thing speaking mm-hmm. of Facebook that I saw on your Facebook page you put a picture you must have been at a store somewhere and there was a picture of a uh, some sort of instrument for brushing cats <laughs> teeth what the fuck is that I couldn't believe it yeah it was a it, it's a pet product where to brush your cat's teeth yeah let me know how that goes <laughs> Tell me how that come out for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I'm impressed. I would love to hear, and please go to, to my Facebook and tell me if anyone's able to brush their cat's teeth ever successfully. Yes, yeah, uh, let me add on to that. Uh, tag me, if you have a video of you doing that, please tag me and Dwight on Facebook. I'd love to see that. You're yeah. brushing your cat's teeth. It would be well <laughs> worth it. It's like trying to give a manicure to a crab. <laughs> come on, come on, come here. Click, click, click. And hopefully it's not that crab that was uh, went viral that would have had the knife. Remember that oh, about a year beautiful. ago? Beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> Loved it. Dwight, thank you. Thank you. Continued success, sir. Oh, appreciate it, and thank you so much. It's always a, always a joy. We'll see you in a year. <laughs> I hope. I hope.